looking good, looking good. Yep, sound good too. Okay, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by what are you drinking over there, Eric? Uh, Canadian Club Dry. Oh yeah, how's that? Yeah, it's all right. What, 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 drink. what percentage are we looking at? Um, I think this one carries a seven percent. It's not too bad. I'm getting a bit tilly on my third can, <laughs> so yeah, I'm kidding there. All right, all right. We don't really have a sponsor today, guys. We just um just looking at what was in front of us. But uh, anyway, um, how's your New Year's, bro? Yeah, it was good. You work right through me. Yeah, yeah, I work right through. I don't like Christmas. No, I never, never have. I've always worked right through. Oh, because of work, you don't like it. Uh, no, no. I just, I just reckon Christmas, all in all, is a is a scam. Okay, like a business kind of scam. I mean, it's good to spend time with family and stuff. I, I enjoy that part of it, but the whole idea how, like, um, like, cause I, I work at BP, right? Mm-hmm. And all like when we start our primary sales for Christmas, it starts like somewhere at the end of uh, November. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. It's like um, for the retail business type thing. That's the part of Christmas that I don't like. Like the commercial side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. commercial side of stuff, I hate it. It's, I don't. I, just, I think it's all shit. It's gearing up to take all your money. Yeah, and it, it, you know, with the kids and stuff, they think Christmas is all about gifts and shit, but it's a, it's completely it's not. Just spending time with family. Yeah, yeah, which I had to try to teach my daughter about. It took a while. <laughs> well, how come? Well, she always thought, you know, she's expected every time when she comes home, well, comes to my my place, she, mm. you know, gets presents. Oh yeah. But I think she slowly understands now, kind of a little. But I think when she gets older, she'll understand more. She's only seven. Well, how many people go to church on Christmas Eve? I think that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we there's a church next door to BP. Mm. And they, the the guys go around in their buses. They sing carols from different churches around yeah, the neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah, it's, that's pretty cool. I reckon it's cool. You can always hear them singing the the church hymns in it. No, no I, I like Christmas because it means um, it's holiday from work. Yeah, and it's like um, you know, all the families get together and yeah, you know, it's a good chance for everyone to spend time with your family. And that it's pretty cool, especially for the people that live overseas. Yeah, they come back home to you know. With the family and stuff, so that's that. So that's all good. But um, I hear what you're saying, eh? Hey, with the commercial side of things, like it's like it's a chance for all the retailers to uh, man, definitely get those dollar signs in their eyes, eh, man. Yeah, like they had that um, the Boxing Day specials, and even they had uh, before Christmas, they had the Black Friday specials, or I don't know what they were calling it, but there were specials before Christmas. Oh, the Black Friday, like um, in America, they have yeah, that, um, yeah, 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 like America, but it wasn't. Yeah, that's funny, like. I think that's all got to do with the internet. Like, internet's jumping. You know, everyone jumps on board the um, Black Friday thing in America. Like, yeah. every year they have Thanksgiving. Yeah. But the year after, the day after Thanksgiving, they have like a Black Friday sales in the States. Oh, okay. So it's similar to our Boxing Day sales. Sales, ah, oh, yeah. But their one is after Thanksgiving Day. So everything is cheap in the States. Yeah. So you know how you can get things online? You can just buy. You still got to pay for shipping, but things will be cheaper, cheaper. if you buy online. Yeah. Like, um, one of my mates, uh, he showed me a video of him, like, during uh, Australia. I think it was Sydney mm. at the time, and it was just before Christmas. And it showed, they were on, like, I think the one floor up from the shop, and it showed a bunch of people, like, just rushing into the store from all sides, mm. just rushing into this one store to get that special. But they knew, everybody knew they couldn't fit into the store, but they were just, like, forcing themselves in there. Yeah. I was fucking out of it. This was in Australia at a mall. 
You can just see the video and everybody's trying to rush in there, get that, those cheap sales. That's like in the States, the Black Friday thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. They all, everyone's waiting outside the doors waiting for them to open. <laughs> yeah, just grabbing and, the TV screens. And, and once the door opens, they're all like um, trampling over each other and like all squashed. Yeah. People get hurt, man. Oh. All for what? $10 off a towel. Yeah. Or something. Or a toaster. Like, fuck, do you really need that toaster? Oh. Do you really need to um, like be in that crowd, you know? Shucks, man. Uh, it's kind of sad, eh? Yeah. Like the way you think, like if you see that, you just see, what do you see? You see like um, just the, that material. Yeah. Material that, thing, eh, that yeah. everyone's into, eh, that mean, doesn't mean anything, man. Mm. But like everybody wants what, like they they want something that the other person's got kind of thing. Mm. Oh, okay, I want this, I want that, but I want it for a cheaper price. Oh, it's cheap, it's cheap. Yeah, I'll go get it now. That's the thing I don't get, man. Like those Americans, they do that, they do that shit, and all they're getting is like, yeah, like I said, like five dollars off a toaster or buddy spoon or you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. But uh, um, I know what you're saying about before, like how end of November you you guys start promoting, yeah, and stuff for Christmas Day is like. Yeah. I've heard places that start like October. Yeah, well, you know, Easter's probably the best example. So, uh, when's Easter? April. Mm. So it'll probably be it would be probably next month. They'll start doing promos for that. Because I heard I saw something on the paper that um some shops are already selling now <laughs> yeah, yeah. hot cross buns. <laughs> yeah, they start selling them early, and um, you know, customers are like, "How can we guys start selling um you know East, Easter merchandise now? It's mm. not even Easter. It's like two months away." But you know what? Fuck, man. Just sell hot cross buns all year because I love that shit, eh? <laughs> You know? I don't wait for Easter to buy a hot cross bun. Man, you know, I like the hot cross buns, man, when you get them fresh and you put them in the oven. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And just cook them for bed and then put that butter. Butter, yeah. Not that butter in between, man. Man, but, just, just sell it all year round, man. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy that. Yeah, true. Yeah, just looking at the confectionery side of things like um, Easter eggs and, you know, chocolates and stuff and mm. mollies. Mm. They, they always start them early. Because there's an expiry date on all of them, I guess, so they want to get them out. Get much of the merchandise out. Yeah, yeah. Probably that's probably one of the reasons why. How was your New Year's? Did you get any crazy people coming in? No. You know what? It was this, this Christmas and New Year's at work was actually, I was expecting some idiots. Yeah. But no, it was pretty good. It was pretty mellow. Everybody was on a good buzz. In the Even, past, have there been some idiots coming in? Yeah, there's been some After midnight. Know, some drunk guys coming in. Yeah. But, um, this New Year's, well, New Year's Eve, after the fireworks up at the casino, because mm. um, apparently McDonald's was overflowing up on Lincoln Road, there were, their lines were backed up all the way onto the road. Mm. So if you know Lincoln Road, how it's got the A&E, that kind of little loop, yeah. apparently the drive through was going through that. It's not, like, it started from McDonald's going around that little loop at the A&E, coming back to the petrol station and out onto the road type of thing. So I was getting the majority of their customers coming through and mm. they were smashing the pie warmer. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, were they giving up over that McDonald's are coming over to... Yeah, yeah, because the inside was packed, so everybody was ordering their shit, but I think it was like an hour, two hour wait for their food and shit. Yeah, yeah. Some of the, some of the guys were just saying, nah, fuck that shit. Let's go get, get some food elsewhere. That McDonald's drive-thru in Lincoln Road, that must be the worst drive-thru ever, man. Like, honestly, even when you're like, you go in, and you're like just by the door, yeah. The entrance of it, and you think, oh yeah, no, nah, it's all right. Okay, wait a little bit, but man, it takes ages. Yeah, especially at night, man. Like, you know, I reckon it's Wendy's that fucked that day. 
for all the fast food places. Why do you say that? Because it's called fast food. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, when, when Wendy's, you're supposed to get your food right there and go, man. Like, yeah. Like, it was Wendy's that fucked it up because they're the ones that first introduced the uh, made-to-order. Yeah, 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 yeah. But before that, remember McDonald's had to had their shoots. They pre-made all the burgers and put them down the shoots on the busy times. Yep. Burger King used to do that too. Oh, sure, that's cool. And so you say that they do that anymore? They they made them by all, when the, when somebody orders them, they make them right there and then. Mm. 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 But that changed a few years ago. That's why I never see the shoots anymore. Remember? Yeah. Do you yeah. Remember the shoots? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. Well, because we. Yeah, liquor it is the worst because I hear it from the customers themselves. They tell me all the time. They never ever, hardly any of them, or well, most of the customers don't ever go up there anymore. Mm. They just, just grab a pie and then they're off or hang around. Uh, yeah, no, so we didn't get many crazy people up at work. Had a lot of, um, you know, there's, there's beggars in that, but they kind of moved quite, they moved on. Mm. Like during the Christmas and New Year period, I think they they had things to do, which is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Yeah, when did that first start, man? The biggest. As far as I can remember, I reckon like not last year, the year before that. Because they never used to be. No, nah, never. They never used to be any biggest around. Now there's quite a few. There's heaps, man. Oh fuck! Funny this. I was talking to one of the guys at work. He was saying that um, they're like a team. These biggest. They're like just groups of them, what? and they work as a team. So whatever, so, so they go out to whatever sections they're begging, and they bring all that money together. So one will probably go to BP up at Glendine, another one will probably go to the mobile station just up the road, and a, another one further down into Castle or somewhere. And they they get as much money as they can probably in the say in a two or three hour period. Mm. When their time is up, this is the funny part. That guy will get up, a car will come by. The guy will get into the car, and the next bigger will come out, and we'll do the next three hours. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, you witnessed this at work. Well, there's one of the guys witnesses, but I've seen it, but I never really took any much notice of it. I've seen the car pull up, and I go, huh? And I see the bigger walk in, and then another guy come out that I know that he begs as well. Mm? But I was like, oh. Who's okay. driving the car? I have no idea. Was it a nice car? No. <laughs> oh. It probably doesn't have a warrant of fitness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just a random ass car that just comes up, drops these guys off, picks the other one up, and then they go. Struggle is real, bro. Fuck, it's pretty on to it, though. You know, these guys rotate. <laughs> I was like, whoa. One That's... of the guys was explaining to me at work. Yeah. He was like talking to one of the biggest, and so the guy uh, laid it up. And he said, yeah, that's how we work, bro. So it's pretty organized. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's pretty interesting because I was because I was like thinking, man, I blame the government, eh? Because we've never seen this these biggest before, eh? Especially nah, our always, you know. Nah, like this is a new thing. Do you reckon it's because of the house prices? You know how and the renting in it here in Auckland, it's like so high that you, man, even our kids wouldn't be able to afford a house, bro. Straight mm. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about that. I say, I say, there's a lot of factors. Mm. House prices is one of them. It's just with these organized beggars, I reckon they just took the advantage of, because, oh, okay, now begging. Man, we should make this as a job. You know, there's that kind of mentality. <laughs> and they go, okay, bro, we do this as a job, man. We can beg for money. Do you think because they're doing this as a job, that no, they I won't think, ever go but look for a job? Uh, nah, I don't think they'll ever will. They don't have the motivation when you look at them. Yeah. They don't have that mindset. Do you yeah. think most of them are on drugs too? Yep, yep. 
Drugs is another big factor too. Half of them are on drugs. So maybe they're organized to get their money to get drugs. Drugs, yeah. I think some of them are. I think some just want to eat. The thing I don't get is um the biggest here. I always wonder why they, they're obese. Like, they're massive. <laughs> like, they, they're almost the same size as me. And I, I mean, mine. Uh, what, the, what the fuck are they eating to get obese? <laughs> I think there was a comment made by an American I heard. New Zealand has well clothed, well, you know, they're, they're like, the most healthy, um, homeless, you know, people in New Zealand, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I always, like, most of, them are, most of the homeless people I see, well, at work anyway, are, they're massive. Like, they're quite fat. So I was like, man, they must be eating good. <laughs> it's like shit. I I did talk to one of them. He um he used to work in a bakery, and um he had um something happened to his back due to work. He tried to lift up something, and then he went to the doctors and they told him he had some kind of um rupture in his one of his um in his spine somewhere. Mm. So they led to him that he couldn't work, mm. and because he couldn't work, and I think he tried to file for ACC, the insurance, but he couldn't get it. And what about sickness benefit? Yeah, the sickness benefit and you couldn't get it, kind of thing. Mm. I don't know what really what that's his side of the story he was telling me. Next um, few weeks on, he's homeless. His uh, wife and kids left him here, and they took off to Australia. Mm. I don't know whether that was the truth or not, but most of the stories that I hear, they're a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. some kind of injury happens to them, and that's their only source of income. Like maybe it's a laboring job. Yeah, it's the only way they can make their money, and then they get laid up like that. No, I believe, I believe that. I believe that story. Mm. Like that could be a story of some of these guys, you know. Yeah. Once you're not adequate to sustain being in this society, and like staying up with it, it could be education, could be you know injury. Yeah. Could be something that um you know could be like your world's falling apart, and that losing that job is your last straw, you know, your last your last thing that you held onto, and when that's gone, you know, your family's gone, who you got? Yeah, I, I remember we used to talk about tolerance levels, eh? And maybe mm. that their tolerance level was gone. Like, they couldn't take it no more. I think there's, also, there's a lot of help for these people, though, eh? In town, yeah. there's, there's the city mission and that. You know, they always do a good job. Mm. I think a lot of people just donate food to them and stuff. But um, sometimes, some of these people, they just don't want the help, eh? Nah. It's or a, don't yeah. want to reach out. Or... Yeah, it's hard to help them if they don't want to, eh? It's up to them, I reckon. If they, want to, if they really want to help, they'll help themselves. But like I said, you know, there was never used to be... Bigger than homeless on this capacity mm. before. No one there. Eh? Yeah. No one around, especially at West. Yeah. Now it's everywhere. Like for some of them, because some of them are mentally ill. Mm. Like I know one girl, she's oh, she's really she's really messed up in the head. You can just tell by looking at her, she's really stuffed up. She's talking to herself. And yeah. She even laughs to herself like the Joker. And they, you know, they kind of laugh. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit. Huh? <laughs> People just sit there. Oh fuck no! Let's get out of here, bro. <laughs> Does she come into work now and then? Yeah, I haven't seen her lately. I think she's been trespassed, just because the way she acts. It's yeah. not, I, you know, it's hard to really blame her because that's she probably has no control over it because she has no medication for that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's it's really really sad for people like that. They have mental illness. I mean, what? Well, yeah, that are sick. Yeah, I think um, I don't know if I'm right, but. I remember something or someone telling me there was a like a government funding that was cut for the those those mental hospitals to help or the funding for those organizations that help um yeah mental I, people I, like I think you're I think you are right there was there was some kind of funding and they pulled it away because they reckoned that the, I think I heard that 
they they reckon if they were fit enough to to move, they were fit enough to work or, so, or something like that along those lines. I don't, I can't quite remember, but yeah, I do remember hearing something like that. Yeah, I think I heard it back in two thousand two, two thousand three, like some funding got cut, mm. and then you could the public could see it more. You could see it more in public. Yeah. Rather than you couldn't before because they were all getting cared for and, sh- and shit like that. Yeah, well, you see there was a like, inc- increase with homeless people. You also see a spike in the increase of suicides as well. And saying that, like seeing these homeless people and at work and stuff, like, I, I mean, there's some, we have some good people in West Auckland, you know, they, they give these guys some food and stuff. Mm. But I discourage that, I discourage that because it encourages them to come back. And it encourages them to come back for that. And they go, oh, they've got kind people up there. You know, they give us food and hot chocolates and that. Mm. We'll go back up there. I always try and encourage my regulars not to, you know, give them food. I mean, all right, if it's up to them. They can buy it, whatever. But I always encourage them, nah, don't, don't. Mm. You, sometimes you have to be, you have to be a dickhead with those kind of people. You mm. can't always be the nice guy. You want to stop the problem from the source. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. You don't yeah. wanna. You're not trying to. You're not trying to be mean or anything. Like, yeah, sad, but yeah, it's like that. They like you want to stop the 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 bullet leaving the gun rather than putting the. What you're doing is like you're putting a bandaid on the on the bloody uh, bullet wound, there, man. Yeah, it doesn't really serve the way. Eh? Yeah. Like it doesn't really help them at all. But yeah, that's a that's a good way of pulling it. Because um, yeah, like how I think about it, it's just a waste of time. You know, why why are you gonna give them that shit? Mm. It's not gonna help them. Give them something else. Some yeah. advice, maybe. Yeah, we need to go back to the source of the problem. I think the government is supposed to have the answer. Yep. Oh, they're supposed to have the answer, man. So, yeah, now nah, that's good, man. I'm thinking of that movie, that Will Smith movie. That happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, bro. <laughs> they should be more like Will Smith, eh? <laughs> well, if they had his mentality, man. Shit, this way of thinking. <laughs> man, so, I, w- I wanted to ask you about the podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, when did we start? It was uh, last year. July. July. And here we are in 2020. And how many episodes have we got at the moment? 40. This will be 42. 42. Shit. So how's it been for you? 42 Man. episodes. Uh, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Even in the last, like the first, probably the first 20. Mm. I think it's where I started putting my foot down. Okay. Get myself, try to take everything that I can. I've learned a lot of stuff too, like um, anything in particular, like what stands out. I'm starting to learn to how to pick up like things that I can use to help me in my life, like podcasting. I enjoy it because I like interacting with other people, and I'm a very open person. Mm. And I find it that I learn a lot more when I interact with other people, especially when I talk to them and stuff. Mm. So I've been using my um my phone my um, audio recorder so if I just if something pops into my head like oh if I figure something out I usually just talk into that now so I use that as a like a platform and then I so I've built there's, I've got a few audio tips perfect example would be probably my barbecuing because mm. I'm really into it now so I I, I, I talk about stuff that things that I've got wrong and what I could do better next time those type of things well, if I wrote that down, it wouldn't help me as much. But when I put it on the audio, for some strange reason, it, that works for me. So that's one thing I've learned about the podcast that's really helped me a lot. So using the, the audio features on my phone, um, 
trying to um, trying to think a bit more, like, because I I think I've mentioned this before, like how I think my my thoughts are all over the place, mm. and I usually just snatch and grab anything that I think about, mm. and I just say it. Now I'm starting to learn to grab things and try and before I ask the question and try to work my way to that question first and see how I can get the answer from the person easier. So I understand it and everybody else does. Because I'm very... <laughs> I see myself as a person that's hard to understand, <laughs> especially if you don't know me. <laughs> it's easier for any, like all the boys and stuff, like they all know me, so they understand me quite well. But anyone else out of their circle, it's hard for them. So that's probably one of the things I've been learning in this podcast as well. But that's cool, man. Yeah. Because at least you're thinking about it. Yeah. And it's a daily basis, you know, always constantly thinking. At the end of the day, it's all about communication. We all talk English here. <laughs> I mean, some people are better at talking English than others. You know, and like, especially the way you communicate and articulate your um, your thoughts into words. Yeah. In a way that the other person can really get into your head, like, not get into your head, but understand what you're thinking. Yeah. Like, you can, you can think of something and then say something that's completely different to what you're thinking. Do you find that? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, my problem is I... How I see things, mm. I understand it, but how I portray it to someone else, they won't understand it. Yeah, because it's my way of communicating with them is like it's it's all effed up. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. But I'm starting to learn to get better at that. I know what you mean, man. Because I have that problem too, and I'm just I just constantly try to like um, try to say my words in a way where you know it's connected to my thoughts mm. more accurately. Yeah, because it's. It, it doesn't really sometimes because I when I, sometimes when I edit and I hear it again I always think fuck is that what I said I didn't mean what I said I didn't, yeah. I didn't mean what I said you know but it just come, comes out so fast like I forget or sort of not forget but I'm, I'm thinking I have my thought in my head but when it comes out of my mouth it doesn't really yeah, describe yeah. what I'm thinking so that that pretty sucks that, that sucks but hey man gotta, gotta learn eh? gotta move on and keep on going yeah, this, yeah, I really enjoyed this podcast. Man, I don't know what well, what made you want to do this, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> Fuck, it's mean. I mean, could you imagine if we were back at school? Doing this? No, nah, I mean, going back at school and uh, with, the, with our thinking right now. Like, we'll be, oh, we'll be like, keen to do English, keen to, you oh, know, do, uh, do our speeches and that. <laughs> man, I'll be a psychologist, bro. Straight up, I'll be a flippant psychologist. I'll probably be better than Dr. Phil. Huh. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry then, Dr. Phil. Um, oh, yeah? Psychology? No, no, I was just saying, like, because I've always liked, um, always like, why do people do certain things in mm. certain ways? And why is there always one group of people that do something different? That type of understanding? Like, seeing things, like, especially with, um, oh man, this might be a heavy topic, like, um, like abuse. Mm. Violence, sexual abuse, that kind of stuff. Yeah, what's going through those people's minds when they do that kind of shit? What's going through the victims' minds and how they act and seeing the patterns in that that kind of stuff? It's always I've always liked that kind of. I mean, not like it, but interested. Yeah, it's really interesting to me. Like what goes through the head? Yeah, at that particular moment when it's happening. Yeah, because sometimes, like, because working in retail, you see certain patterns in certain people, and you see those patterns over and over again, mm. over, like over a number of years. And you kind of get a picture of that person in a way. So probably that's why I'm into that kind of thing because of my job, maybe. Mm. Well, there's a whole 
psychology behind retail and um yeah of course and consumerism and all that like yeah yeah what comp- what companies need to do to suss out the customer yeah and bring them in the trip it's um all about the how the customer comes into the shop they call it traffic flow mm. and how they go around and what entices them to buy like they always put chocolates in the front because chocolates are you know just a natural thing people don't even think about it they just grab it and put it on the counter mm. yeah yeah something like that yeah so it's all that kind of that kind of stuff as well that's <laughs> kind of cool when you think about it eh? like yeah I know like the chocolates are in the front because you're waiting in line yeah and you can stare at those chocolates like f- until the line goes down until you're <laughs> When you're at the front of the counter, you go, oh, yeah, grab a couple yeah. of Snickers. <laughs> and you weren't even thinking about, you're just thinking about the first, your first intent was to pay your gas. And then you're coming out with two chocolate bars, a soft drink, and a pickle of chips. <laughs> yeah, because there's fucking lines. That's why you guys. Yes. That's why you guys have two, <laughs> two tellers. Yeah. And only one teller doing the, yeah. doing the, doing the shit because you want that line to be long so they can look at the food and get yes. enticed to buy it. That's the whole idea. No, your tricks, mate. <laughs> But um, but you should watch this um, documentary. Oh, it's an old one. It's called um, Corp- Corporation. Yeah, it's about that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. They talk about um about colors. Like, there's a reason why McDonald's red, Burger King is red. Oh, okay. Because red's a color that makes us hungry, or if we're hungry, red is the color that will make us go there to eat. Oh, okay. And saying that, why why would Krispy Kreme choose white? Because it's dessert. I guess mm, ice cream sure. maybe something but, um, with sugar yeah and <laughs> I remember the other thing that stood out for that from that documentary the corporation was that sometimes they have those um, passive marketers passive yeah like say you're at a bar and you hear a conversation two guys talking about a Apple iPhone and you just listen there's a chance that those two people talking are hired by Apple to go around and do that oh really yeah so, oh, okay, I see what you mean. So they they try to get people. It's like um throwing a bone to a dog type of thing. What? Oh, I think I'm seeing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like throwing entrees out there, <laughs> kind of <laughs> like little desserts. Throwing your line and hoping, throwing in the bait, and hoping you'll you get a bite or something. Yeah, I think there's a yeah, better way I've seen that. Yeah, they they call it passive um marketing oh okay yeah like um, another one was a doorman outside the hotel and they put a package next to him and got the label of the product on the package yep. so it feels important so when people pass by they look at the box look at the label so oh someone someone important in a flash hotel must have bought that product you know that what? kind of thing yeah it's all in that documentary you should watch it it's really interesting oh true yeah I should yeah. check it out yeah but yeah like um, that psychology stuff you're talking about like how people act, victim or the, if it's sexual abuse or whatever. Yeah. Or if it's uh, domestic violence, like what goes through the head, mm. that kind of stuff. Hey. Yeah, that's why I've always been a fan of Perka because it's kind of in the same realm. It's a psychology type of thing. Mm. You, know, you can kind of figure out, because there's natural things that everybody does and they don't even notice it, but you do, especially when, especially when it's a high stakes game. When people play games like, um, for example, like low cash games, like real low, like dollar games, they don't really act like how they do if they played a hundred dollar game. Hundred dollars is a lot of money, and you mm. don't want to lose that. So you tend to do natural things that you don't notice, and some people pick up on that, and I do. I'm really good at that. Mm. So yeah, I think that's one of the just why I like that kind of stuff. But 
I've kind of drifted from away from that now and I've moved on to barbecue, so <laughs> I don't mm. know how that works out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm I'm actually reading a book about that. It's called um it's by Malcolm Gladwell. It's called Talking to Strangers. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's about how when we talk to strangers we might get things wrong. Yeah, yeah. In the conversation that might turn out to be really bad at the end. Yeah. Someone might get killed. Or some might get beaten up where it's like over nothing. Yeah. All it was was just a lack of communication. Or lack of understanding as well. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. That 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 this kind of stuff happens a lot. Um like I've seen it happen in my family. Like mm. 'cause it's miscommunication. And I think it's because of the lack of education as well. Mm. And yeah, just how things come out, it just comes out wrong. Mm. The other person hears it the wrong way, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's taken out of proportion, and yep. it's only something really tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just goes full out, like yeah. a full massive blown ass explosion. Thing. Yeah, like it's a, somebody <laughs> just threw a bomb inside there and just went off. <laughs> but so I've seen it a few times. Yeah, yeah. And it's why are you why are you pissed off about that? It's only you know so small. Well, that's what this book is about. It's about those situations mm. and how and ask the question: Do we have it wrong? Do we as Humans have the solutions wrong to how we deal with those kind of problems. Yep. Where all it is is a simple lack of understanding of each other. Yeah. And it a is. lack of communication. Like there was, a, he puts examples like there was a the, this African American lady in Texas. She drove out of the driveway of their university because she was a student at university. She drove out, she drove out of the driveway, driving along, and a cop just decided to pull her over. He just thought, a oh, black person, rich car, I'll pull her over. And so he, he turned on his lights, sped up behind her. So she actually thought that he was trying to get past her. So she pulled to the side and then he just stopped her and got out of the car and said, oh, you didn't indicate when you pulled to the side. Oh, That's why he's giving her a ticket. So she was like all stressed out and then she pulled out a cigarette to have a smoke. And... The cop got annoyed with the cigarette because, please, ma'am, can you put out the cigarette? And she goes, what do you mean? I'm in my own car. This is my own cigarette. Why? Like that. And then it just got out of her hand. Yeah. And he, he, um, threatened to um, drag her out of the car. And then he opened the door and just grabbed her to drag her out of the car. And she was like, oh, no more rights. Oh, no more rights. Blah, blah, blah. And she wouldn't get out of the car. And, um, he took out his taser. And then she eventually got out of the car. And then they were just arguing. And then, one thing leads to another, and she, he slammed her, her face on the, on the pavement, on the side, and arrested her. Shit. So she went to jail, but she ended up three days later hanging herself in her jail cell. Oh shit! Yeah. So, so anyway, all that was just because of the lack of communication, like the lack of, because he breaks it down. He breaks it down. What happened? Like what he thinks? Because mm. he he's a psychologist. Yep. So he. He sort of thinks, okay, here's a girl, she's stressed out because she's finished her exams or whatever. Mm. And she's coming out. She gets pulled over by a cop. That something that, you know. That was so small. Oh, so small wasn't her fault. Yeah. And then she, she's so stressed out, she has to light up a cigarette. And the cop, he's a young Absolutely. dude. He sees it as like like a, a threatening thing. Like she no, pulls out like, a lighter no. and a cigarette, but not understanding that, yeah. you know, sometimes when, you're, when, when you smoke cigarettes, you want to. Come down. Come down. Yep. You want to de-stress in it? So it was this lack of understanding 
that made him angry or something. I thought it was like, and it's all like ego too. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, I can too? see that. There's yeah. a bit of ego in there. Maybe because his authority as a cop, maybe. As yeah, yeah. So, so there was all that stuff yeah. as well. And seeing the, her lighting up a cigarette, he probably thought, oh, she's a fair book guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. So yeah. That just made it worse. Mm. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you look at it, it's like nothing. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's all like um, a little thing. But then that little thing led to her committing suicide. So it led to her death three days later. So that's pretty sad. But so in the book, Malcolm Gladwell describes that that situation. Yeah. And he says there's a lot of that kind of situation out there. Yeah. Especially in America. Because there's a lot of like racism, a lot of lack of understanding, communication. And, and that came out through the time where all those black men got killed by cops. Yep. For no reason. Yeah, I've seen some of those videos. They're pretty bad. Like you see the you see the black guy, he's like all handcuffed to death, mm. and they still shoot the dude. Like what yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah. Like what the hell for? Because in the book they talk about this other case where the cops stop uh, stop a car to give him a ticket. The guy just gets out of the car and runs, runs away, mm. and then the cop just shoots him behind, behind the back. And then what what the what they were saying was okay. Like well, what do we have to do? You shoot us when you, we surrender. So what are we, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> We we surrender and you you still shoot us. Put, it, put so, our hands up, handcuff so, us. So what are we supposed to do? You know? But um, yeah. that was interesting. That was just one of the stories in that book. That that particular story, but to emphasize what the book is about, like you know the all the psychology behind. Yeah. How humans don't. Uh, sometimes we don't understand each other, and the communication goes haywire. Yeah. Gets out of hand, and next minute something bad happens at the end. Yeah, but you know when when you first told me that story, the first things that came into my head when you first told me about it mm. was the the cop having the authority. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the man. Yeah, and yeah. When, and when I mean, you talked about the chick lining up the cigarette, yeah. it's oh, fuck, oh, yeah, you want to be like that now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like, ego type thing. Yeah, but see, those are two different, that's a clash of yeah. two different ideas. Yeah, yes, Which yes. lead to something that's not even worth yeah. getting into, you know? So there was that example. There's an example about a student getting accused of rape. This college student accused and go to court for raping one, one of the girls from school. Oh, at a party, shit. at a party, but everyone's drunk, and he's only eighteen. So you're saying like, um, you ever look at it? He's eighteen years old. You don't know what the fuck you're doing when you're eighteen years old and you're drunk. Everything, everything just goes out the window. Like you don't know what's going on. Like there's a party, I mean, there's a rave. You know, you're surrounded by crazy people that like, jumping up and down. You know, you're like, you don't have any life skills. You don't know. You might be blackout drunk, because you know when you're blackout drunk, you don't even remember anything. Yeah. So when you're blackout drunk, when if a girl says no, you're not going to remember what she said no. What happened in his case was that he he, he ended up sleeping with a girl. And in the morning, um, she went to the police and said she got raped, but he didn't. He doesn't remember anything. Yeah. And then he ended up going to court. He ended up, you know, doing a little bit of time. Yeah. Because of the incident. That's that's a that's a really hard one. That one. Yeah, yeah, because. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, from experience, I've been back out drunk before. I think only a couple of times in my life. Oh, did you? Uh, Man. <laughs> what did no, you do after no. that? No. After that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They caught I didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> no, no, but the point is, like, yeah. um, well, what we do is, as a society, we just see that as a story, and we just move on. Yeah. We see that as a story, on yeah, see, we shouldn't do that shit. And yeah. we move on without trying to, trying to break, it down. S- break it down and solve the problem. problem like, yeah. why, why, how can we stop this from happening ever again? That's why we're gonna we see the situation all the time. Mm. Alcohol is a big um, factor of a lot of a lot of crimes around, you know. Yep. 
it's it's worse than worse than driving cars almost. Yeah, it's, it's almost in the same row. And I mean, honestly, if you're drunk, man, you don't you don't know what you're gonna do. You know what you're doing. Like if you're like that wasted, if you're like wasted ass, you know, you're either gonna pass out or you're gonna be blackout drunk and don't know what you're doing. And then you might get into get into some shit. You might get beaten up, you know. But 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 as 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 a society, we don't we don't recognize. We just move on from it. We don't yep. recognize it. We just say, "Oh, that just shit happened when you're drunk," and then move on next. Yeah, you know the most the most common thing we most people say is, "Oh no, that guy was just just being a drunk." Yeah, yeah, that's, why it happened. yeah, yeah. that's right. He's been a dickhead. That's bro. right. That's right. He fucked up, but all the time he's like, "I don't remember." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the way we treat it. Like yeah. we just we just always move on. We never go back and sort it out, and so it doesn't happen again. Like yeah. you know, being boys, like you, oh, you're you're soft cock. You know, you can't even can't even drink. Like you know, we always encourage, but never when shit goes down. Like you know, shit goes down. Yeah, but I'm not talking about us as us as people as mates going back and solving the problem. I'm talking about like the cops and society and all the yeah, psychologists and everybody. all the all the doctors or hospitals, like the government, just seeing for what it is. You know, see it for what it is. You know, but no, I'm not saying like um, blame it on the alcohol. Yeah, you know, you gotta you got a responsibility to know. But that's the thing. Don't blame it on the alcohol. You got a responsibility to know that you're gonna if you're gonna drink this much, you're gonna get wasted and do something you, you might regret later on. You know. Mm. And and eighteen year olds that are doing it, binge drinking, and doing and being that stupid idiot after they get punched out drunk, that's the worst case because yeah, they don't know what's going to happen. So this is all from that same book. Mm. Yeah, I need to yeah, check it's that cool. out. It's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, that's what I'm reading at the moment. Man, that that's uh yeah, that's interesting. Oh, uh, we'll get back to um <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, the episodes. There was another question I wanted to ask. You know, like when we started our podcast, yeah. Like, when did you think it started? Like, because we never changed this, like the momentum of it, like how we started to how we are now. Mm. What do you mean the momentum? Like, like you know, but back in the day when we started, yeah, I think we talked about this before. How we were always it was just us just having fun talking about the old days and that, mm. and then somewhere along the line it transitions into us talking about. Talking to other people about their their trials through life and their successes and that, mm. and now it's pointing in that kind of direction naturally. What do you think was the turning point? What do you think? What episode it was? I have an episode in mind. I think that was um, that was Denny's first episode. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, that was the turning point of uh, for the podcast for us, I reckon. Yeah, but I always I always had Dan's coming. Come into do a podcast with us because of what he does. Yeah, oh, of course. For of career, course. You know? like, I've I've always thought that that was his, that was him. Like that he's always had it. I never realized what was behind it. Is that what you learned? Yeah. So yeah. that I enjoyed that, and you know, hearing hearing about him going through his his um, like is this it? Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> and then no, nah, stuff that I want to go to the next level, and then yeah, he goes yeah. on and he. Carries on to where he is now. Yeah, because he did it later. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit, really?" I think if you're unhappy with where you are, anybody got the courage to like um step up and say, "Not, nah, I'm quitting this. I'm gonna do something else." Yeah, what I want to do. And that's es- where, especially when that age where you need money anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to go to a full time job and quit just and go back to study because then you got no money, you know, sort of thing. Man, that's why I, I, I'm amazed with our last guest. Mm. How he just quit his job. 
It's like, shit, really? <laughs> yeah, but he's already doing what he's doing. Like He's making money on the side from his artwork. Yeah. And design work and stuff. So that's like, man, that takes some balls straight up. That takes some balls. So how does it make you feel? Like, Well, well you know, after that particular episode, I didn't really know what I was like. Wow, what is this? And then the next couple of guests we had in, I was like, mm. wow, this is, I really like hearing this kind of stuff. Mm. Like hearing about everybody's efforts in that and how, you know, it's all right making mistakes. Yeah, yeah. That's the, probably one of the biggest things I've learned. Yeah. Like, it's okay making mistakes because that's how you learn. Mm. And you better yourself and then you move on and you get higher. So yeah. wherever you want to be. So, yeah, that was, yeah, I, I feel the same way that, at that episode with Danny and that that's the turning point for us mm. and it just kept on going and I was shocked too like after that episode and everybody else that was coming in after that it was just yeah it was really crazy so yeah that was episode 8 Lights Camera Action uh, with Dan oh nice and after that we just had um, oh we just continued to be just us boys yeah a little bit um, I think maybe the big part about that that period was because of the Rugby World Cup Mm. That was the other thing that was going on, so that was cool too. Yeah, get yeah. everybody in and um, get their opinions on what's going on. The next guest we had was was Paul Amani and, oh. and and Yash. That one, yeah. that, that's when you um, took over. Yeah, that's the one I felt buckled. I had a good excuse for that one, but yeah, no, no excuses. <laughs> that was an interesting podcast because we had not enough mics, and that was the first time we had not enough mics. That we didn't have enough mics to go around, so me and you had to share one. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't feel right. No, so no. I just let you just, just use it. And that's why you didn't hear me much in the first part of that podcast. Because <laughs> I, I, I got annoyed at sharing the mic. <laughs> so I was kind of like, uh, nah, Eric, you, you take it. Was it, the, was it the time we had these new mics or was it? No, it was the time we, no, we had oh, these okay. new mics. We, we never had the earphones though. Yeah, no. So we couldn't tell. Because there was a mistake on that episode. Because. Uh, we had the music on and the, the volume up. Yeah, yeah. So it was recording the background music. Yeah, yeah. Or the background YouTube, which was Paul's fight. Yeah. But because we never know headphones, we couldn't we hear couldn't, it. We couldn't tell. Yeah. The other thing too was um, Yush wasn't supposed to be on the mic that day. But because, man, I just saw him talking. I just gave him the mic. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but man, I, I really enjoyed talking to that guy that day. Yeah, and yeah. the next time he came in. That was the day we got introduced to Yush. Yeah. Oh, it's the man. The man. Salus Fitness, mate. The man came to have a look at how it's done and he ended up being on the podcast. <laughs> Taking uh, Mr. Paul Shine. Sorry, Paul, but <laughs> no, that was all good. Um, yeah, no, that was a learning, bit of a learning episode as well, eh? Yeah. Technically, it was like we had to get headphones after that episode. Yeah. It helped. I reckon getting the headphones is a big factor. It helps you rage like how you sound on the, on the mic and also what's going on around you because you, you can't hear. If you don't hear anything, your headphones, you can't hear what else is getting on the mic as well. So, that, that, yeah, that helps a lot. Ah, yes, episode 14, Don't Trust the Process. Is that the one about the trust? Yeah. Man, yeah, I love that one. That was an awesome one, that one. It's the first time we had Balangis on the podcast. <laughs> 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 Thanks, guys, for leaving me alone with them. No, nah, <laughs> nah, you wanted to do that one, bro. That was an interesting one, eh? Yeah, no, I really I liked it, eh? It's like, man, they get a, a, a real big insight into the trust. It's a pity we couldn't get the trust in. Nah, I don't think they will ever come on here, bro. Because you know me, I want two sides of the story. Mm. I won't settle for one side. But um, the one side I did have on, Andrew Flanagan and Nick Smellin, Yeah, that was the side I was all for because 
I'm a victim of the trust, mate. <laughs> and I'm sure that a lot of people can concur with that. Yeah, yeah. So did Andrew made, made, uh, make it into the trust? He did, he did. Yeah, he did, eh? Oh, awesome. He did, he won the election. Yeah, I voted for that guy. I saw did him Yeah, I fucking... Uh, yeah, Andrew! Sure, bro. I voted for him, too. So, he actually messaged uh, me afterwards to say that he reckons it was the podcast that made him win. <laughs> well, I hope it was. I hope it was. Yeah, man. So, that's pretty encouraging, eh, man? Making a difference out there. I think that's where I think after that it just kept on going up and up and up. With the Rugby World Cup review, yeah. With also Stace coming and share his insights, his, his vast knowledge of uh, sports. <laughs> Man, like I've always said, you know, with, when you have uh, like Stacey, Isaiah, and and yourself, when you guys are on and you guys are talking about rugby, man, you guys are you do a better job than the commentaries on the games, man, straight up. Your vast knowledge on uh, rugby is. It's enormous. Oh, thank you for that. Um, I don't consider myself uh, that having that vast of knowledge, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just how you guys see it, you know. And I understand it because I I know you guys, so mm. it makes it easier for me mm. to understand the game a bit more. Because I've never been a rugby fan, I've never. Yeah. But listening to you guys, it makes me feel like wanting to get into rugby. <laughs> That's how good it is. Well, all I want is just the Blues to win. That's all I want. <laughs> Auckland to win. Anything Auckland and rugby to win. Well, hopefully they do a better job this year. Oh, Rory. They were at Royston? Yeah. You know what? That episode was funny because that was the first time I heard about HP boys. Yeah. Fuck, they're pretty good, eh? And when he played it for us. Do you know the funny thing about that? That that um that episode? He played it for us after, eh? Mm? He played it for us after that episode. Yeah, so I had to edit it and put yeah, it in the front. Snuck it, snuck it back <laughs> into the episode. Sounds a good topic. And they were they were pretty good. When he played HP Boys, I never heard of him before. Yeah, neither. Right, and uh, and I didn't even notice he had a mullet until he said like that kid. He told him that kid said, "I do want to be HP Boys," and he was like, "Hey," he didn't know either, right? Eh? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he watched the video clip and he liked it. Yeah. When he played it for us, that was pretty cool, eh? Engineer, eh? Yeah. No, I enjoyed that. That was me. Yeah. Yeah, because the HP Boys were here recently, or was it last? No, last year. Mm. I heard they were out of Kelston and that. Their performances looked like they were all sold up. Vegan extremists. Oh, we we we, we had Nixon coming. Yeah, thanks, bro, for getting Nixon then. Nah, it's all good. Uh, he was pretty keen anyway to jump on. Yeah, when he saw the going on, so what was happening in that, and he's listened to a few episodes. But yeah, so that, that episode good. episode twenty with Nixon that's currently the highest uh, downloaded episode at the moment. Yeah, man, that was that was a good episode. Like, really delve into the. Gave us insight, yeah. Uh, what goes behind in the radio, radio scene? Man, that was really interesting. Um, that was a really interesting episode. That one. Yeah, he just he just really put his foot down there eh, and just went went for it. What else is there? We got the man Joey. Yep. Joey and I. Man, that was I like that one too because that was all about his rugby experience overseas. Yeah. And man, his um, you know, that was pretty good. That was that was like the dream, eh? Especially when he went to America, like you yeah. Know, well, he's been on twice. The second time was good too, because uh, I think I think Joey's the kind of guy that will give us like three episodes of real good content. He's gonna give us a trilogy of content. <laughs> this guy. I mean, we've already had. I think the last episode we had with him, the second one, yeah, we talked about his uh his business career. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The salesperson. Okay, the first episode you talked about. The first episode he came on, you talked about rugby, right? Yeah, and that was pretty cool because we were all into rugby. 
and he had the experiences and all that going overseas and we wanted to heal that, that, that stuff so that was pretty cool you know so that was the Star Wars the New Hope right yeah the second one Empire Strikes Back was the uh, <laughs> was he was talking about like his uh, career and yeah. his uh, sales and his business his sales marketing and all that yeah so man that was awesome too I mean he gave us good insight of what goes on and what, what his goals are yeah yeah you know? and that was a pretty inspiring thing yeah and like things he was seeing so I really enjoyed that one so Joey, if you're listening, waiting for a return of the Jedi, I might come back for a third installment of of your life, brother. Like, what is it going to be? Bouncing? Is it bouncing? Your life is a bouncer. Oh, you must have heaps of stories about that shit, bro. Yeah, man. So looking forward to that in 2020. <laughs> 2020. The, um, the other episode I really liked was uh, was Sifu. Oh, yeah. You know how we... Um was talking to us about the inside of the going on with the basketball in New Zealand. Yeah. And how he got his son in that and then kind of sidestepped him and took his son to America and now yeah. look <laughs> at him now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, oh man. I recently saw I recently saw a video of Drew he put up on social media. Oh yeah, yeah. In in Missouri school he's at man, he just dunked it over someone. <laughs> and like I was like shit. Fuck. No, it was me. It was me. It's on YouTube. It's on um, Instagram. I mean, fuck. It's on Facebook. Oh my gosh, that place. Shit. But yeah, I like I like that episode too because you know it was away from the normal rugby stuff yeah. we talk about and like you know I'm passionate about basketball as well. So it was good to see because he it was cool how because I didn't know he played for for um Samoa. Yeah, neither. So so that was a that was an extra bonus, <laughs> you know, thing for 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 me anyway. And it was good for him to tell us stories about his. Experience playing for Samuel, basketball yeah. Samuel, and how it's like, you know, oh. it's just the same as playing for any uh, Samuel national team, <laughs> the organization of it and all that, you know, but um, that was pretty cool, it was pretty interesting, and pretty cool, um, yeah, and his, um, his son, yeah, so his son making it big time in the States, and with school and that, like yeah, scholarships and that, so, so, um, so yes, you know, so if you're listening, bro, like um, I told you after you left, like when your son comes back from, when your son comes back to New Zealand, we'll, we'll, we'll get you and your son back on and just have a chat and catch up from what went on. Yeah, I would like to hear that one, man. That would be really good. Yeah, so that's cool. Man, we, we are so honored and privileged to have our guests we've had on there, man. I yeah. mean, it's so cool hearing their stories and sharing their stories to to the world. Um. Mikhail was another good one. I got him in. Like, I wanted to co- him to come in specifically for his comic book artistry, you know? Yeah. And then next minute, f- I found out that he's in, he's a wrestler. <laughs> you know? And and he's he's a gamer. Sponsored by, you know, sponsored by HP and all that. So, now that was a good episode. That was like a three-hour episode, eh? Because we had to... No, he, he gave us some real insight to New Zealand wrestling. Mm. So, that, that was like, man... You know, I didn't really know much about that, but through that episode, it kind of, okay, this is how it rolls. Yeah. You know, that's how it works in the wrestling world. So I was like, man, not only that, he had a bit of help, he had a bit of part in the, what's that movie that's coming out, New Zealand? The wrestling movie? The Legend of um, Baron Tor or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Baron, yeah, Baron Tor, yeah, that's the one. I think, I think that's the name. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be good. I'm keen to watch that. See mm. how that goes. It was funny because I, I I bumped into your sister Kat as she was asking about my um that episode. 
Yeah. How did you get the guys get that? They go, Kevin just lost them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like that was that was a really good one. Um, out of it was good. We had um had someone because he's yeah. a big uh, wrestling fan. Oh, bro. So yeah, that, was, that was cool. So that was a good hour of wrestling. Then we spend the next hour talking about this comic book art, and that was that was cool for me. That was me. That was my one especially for me especially. Yeah. And then last hour was about his um his gaming, which yeah. probably be yours. Yeah, uh, your neck of the woods. Yeah, because I. I, I am a big fan of the Tekken and I'm all right, but I'm not as that top level like he is. Mm. He's man, yeah, top tier player in Tekken. But what I liked about um, Mikhail's podcast was his journey in the early days, especially through art. Yep. Because he stuck in it. Eh? Yeah. Just he stuck at it. He he never let anything distract him. It was kept on at it, kept on at it, and it kept on getting better and better. And it's funny because he's he's now he's now three things, right? He's a wrestler. Yep. He's a comic book artist and he's a gamer. Yeah. If you were to tell you can, if you were to tell your parents, your Islander parents, back in the days, back in your primary school days, that you wanted to be either of these three professions, right? Wrestler, um, comic book artist, or gamer. Man, you would just got your slaps, bro. You know more than that. You would have got hiding. So yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. How he. His journey, eh? Yeah. Like, that's what I liked about that one. That yeah, his, his mental, like, his, um, his mental is really hard. Like, he, it doesn't, he, did nothing affects him from the outside world. Mm. It's like, nah, fuck you, fuck you, I'm doing it my way. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's, And that's good, that's the kind of attitude. Yeah. want to have Especially, I think that's probably, probably from the wrestling side, maybe? Mm. I don't know. But I like that, I like that kind of attitude. It's, you know, it's good to know that, mm. oh, okay. You gotta sometimes you gotta be like that because mm. it makes. I think it makes you unique. Yeah, and I think if you have the strength to make, if you have the strength to do what you want to do, you're gonna be unique to anyone else because not everybody wants to do the same thing. Yeah, no, right? and you don't want to be a follower if you don't if you follow something that you're not really into. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like he's got three things to jump to, right? Like if something drops out of the boat, like okay, I can't be this, I can do this kind of thing. Like yeah. you know, if he doesn't want to wrestle. Oh, the man's living his dream, man. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Jealous. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> this one's like, man, I want your job. Especially the gaming part. <laughs> oh, someone scientist, Amy. Oh, you're jumping. Oh, um, sorry. Man up. <laughs> man up. Oh, man up. You wanted to talk about that one? Nah. I I enjoyed that one from uh, Phineas and Abraham in it. How'd you feel to host it? Um, Man, it was foreign to me. I was like, I was walking on grounds that I've never, you know, walked on before. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, what's going on? <laughs> kind of thing. Mm. It was all right. I, I was hoping, because we had some technical d- difficulties in the beginning. What was that? Man, we couldn't get the damn fucking TV yeah. and the shit. I told you to press it. Press the, like, press around the way that button is. Yeah, I was pushing the fucking button. But was the plug in? Yeah, yeah, the plug in shit wasn't. Eventually we got it started, but we only had, you know, like, um, I was hoping for a couple of hours because mm. there was a lot. There was a lot of content that I wanted to get through. Yeah, and I was I was hoping to hit them all, but we only hit not like to my liking. I reckon we didn't hit enough. Mm. Like there was, I mean, we got all our experiences out, but I wanted to lead it up to like how, what ways and that and what tools we had. We touched on it a little bit, but because of the technical difficulties and the boys had to go, so I wish we had more time. So I'm hoping if I can grab those two again, then we can have another another session at it or a different group for Man Up. I don't know. 
What about the dude that got arrested? Yeah. Beating up the... I wouldn't mind asking these guys about it, but I, I doubt it they will talk about it, eh? Bro, they got some bad press. Yeah. Your man up. That's not my man up. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, justify you listening. <laughs> but you know what? I think, you know, hey, serves the right. Shouldn't be doing ice. Shouldn't be doing pee and bloody be stoned in the bloody man up headquarters or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Did, he, did he do the right thing? Yeah. I reckon, I reckon, I don't know. Like she was like um, being... And she was really violent. Yeah, she was being, being violent. Yeah. I reckon he should have just kind of, I don't know, called the police maybe. There would have been another mm. option. Mm. But if he was threatened, he could have said it was self-defense maybe. But you know When the article said he dragged her? Yeah, that's when you're like, oh, oh, sorry. Leave <laughs> that for the police, right? Sorry, man. Leave that for the police. You don't want to be... Man, you already got what? how many um, convictions on your belt, bro? Yeah, you can't do that, eh? Oh. You can't do that, bro. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I am, I, um, like, because me and Jerry opened up a lot on their podcast. But but you know that guy, he got seven months. How, six how months, long? Six months, I think. Well, for their drag? Yeah. Because of all his um, previous uh, convictions. Oh, so they based on the previous convictions, that's why he was... Yeah, just... even though he was, like, um, you know, in the Man Up kind of, like, you know, re- rehabilitation and all that. Like, he's been doing good. But was that... Because he was, like, a manager guy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And one of the one of the the f- facilitators, I think they yeah, yeah. And one of the girls there was high on pee and causing commotion inside. So he sort of had to like, I don't know, get her under control and ended up dragging her outside. And that's what got him in trouble. But that's what got him back in the jail for six months. Fuck. Which is probably sad, eh? Because he was trying to better his life. He gets put back in. Uh, what are you supposed to do? But I reckon he should have just called the police. <laughs> <laughs> should have called the police, mate. Called the police and some, I don't know, somehow kind of corner her off and put her somewhere, lock the door, maybe. Someone scientist. I really like this one too. Yep. Like how she was talking about how she wanted to learn a bit more about um how island agriculture, mm. how the islanders used to grow, um, used to plant the food in that. And when they planted it and when did they harvest uh, the food, that mm. was really interesting to me as well on that one. Mm. It got me thinking because from my experience, was like, say with my uncle and that, because they stay on a plantation, on a popo plantation, and they have a kumara plantation and a taro plantation, plantation around the island. Mm. So like hearing her stuff that she was talking about and remembering some of the stuff that my uncle used to do, I was like, oh shit, so that guy wasn't the eaters. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Like, he used to tell me some shit that I think, oh, fuck, I thought that guy was all eats. So that that was really good for me, like, hearing that kind of, that, what she was going on about. And, her, and the other thing, too, like, um, how she was talking about the disease with the Tara and Sam War. Yeah. That was really interesting, too. Like, how she was trying to get to the nuts and bolts of that, of mm-hmm. that situation. That's the one thing that stuck out the, the most for me as well. For their podcast. One thing I got out of that is their um Samuel's um researching into trying to get um breadfruit across across the customs on New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, trying to do something about that fruit fly. Yeah. Stopping them from importing breadfruit. Yeah, because you can't even the row, you can't even pass it through either. They just mm. nah, dump it. So hopefully that research um goes well and <laughs> You know, we can finally get Ulu across the across the <laughs> line. Because, man, that's young, man. Especially with um, Luau. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's my go-to. Huh? 
Yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting topic. It's good to see, um, you know, a brown person in that field. Yeah. She's probably the only Samoan scientist that we know. And passionate about it too. Huh? Yeah. But she's, she's hardcore. Got, but she's other, there's other Polynesian um, scientists that she has on her show. Yeah. On her podcast. So. Oh, okay. So it's good to see, you know, that thing happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but no, it's, it all, it's all interesting, eh? It's all really interesting. I'm interested in in science and that. Yeah, I I, uh, I cracked up about that um, episode two with Atama and his questions and then mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought they were funny as well. His conspiracy theories that he was oh, touching yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 episode 33, we have uh, Rob Luisi. Ah, oh, man. Runway 135. Founder founder of Randy One Three Five. You know what cracked me up? Mm. Um I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh me and Joe were just hanging outside the gate and that uh, just in, in our neighborhood and his, uh, Rob's younger brother mm. comes over and he just yells out one three five yeah mm. <laughs> I was like, Hey, it's okay about I heard the podcast, bro, it's me mm. <laughs> like, thanks, bro, thanks. But yeah, Rob Man, that guy made me feel stink. Like, how come? Like, with the amount of stuff that he does for the community. And you didn't do jack shit. Yeah, I haven't done jack shit, bro. All I do is drink. So what are we gonna do about that, bro? I don't know. I think what we five should do something about that. <laughs> I think we are. I think we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. You're right. You're right. When you say it like that, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense now. But yeah, that's like, man, all the stuff he does, and where does he find the time? Yeah. And the passion for it and the energy. But like, you know, with him coming to the podcast today, you, man, you can just feed off that guy. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one for um for us, especially because that's, yeah, that's home. That's our home neighborhood. And uh, it's good to see what goes on because I was away from it for a long while after school. You know? Yeah, yeah. I always I moved out to Central and that. It was good to see what was going on. Because mm. at that time, like, when I went to uni and uh, moving out to Central, like, just coming back to see my parents, you know, like, just, we can slowly see the neighborhood change. Like, especially my street. Because at the beginning, like, when I go, there's some burnout cars <laughs> start to appear <laughs> on my street and shit. I was like, what the fuck? You know? Like, what the fuck does that? You know? And like, so for a little while, like, in the early days when I was at uni, living in Central like coming back to see my parents like I could see that stuff happening yep and then you know meeting I was I was up in Stalling Park playing some ball in the afternoons yeah yeah you know yep. and uh, like, I could see the neighborhood changing you know yeah demographics changing and stuff so it's come a long way eh? it's changed a lot through the years mm. and then and then to hear Rob just talk about his work around the around the neighborhood and stuff like it was, it was real cool to see that yep. um, to hear that because I was away, I was away from it during that time. But no, no, it was good. There's no more burnt out cars on my street anymore. <laughs> so it's back to. I think it's a good street now. I think my street was a bad street, eh? Yeah, for a little while. It was like uh, the go-to if you want to do if you're up to something, that's where you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you're up to something, you go down that street because you know how your street has that dead end next yeah, to the yeah, park. Yeah. I think that's the reason why too. Oh, yeah. Everybody just hangs around at that dead end part. <laughs> yeah, that was my takeaway from Rob's one. And the um, switch hitters, yeah, that was good. That was awesome, man. Like the potential they have, you know. Man, 
I didn't. I didn't. Hear, that was the first time I've heard of it. Like when Rob was talking about them, like doing the the um, you know, the um, sound engineering, yeah, stuff, like measuring the sound, sound waves, and yeah, that, the, like the disabouts and that. <laughs> I was like, what? Seriously? They do judging for that? And then they, you know, they they got one intent to do a crew down there, and <laughs> you know, that that's that's something, you know, it's something. It's not. There's not some like street kids on the street just stealing sirens from schools and <laughs> putting on their bikes and you know yeah, yeah it's a yeah. real it's a real thing now it's a thing it's actually a thing now yeah it's like drill is a thing in australia now it's like sirens on cars a thing you know and you can't knock it eh? no you can't you can't you can't knock it because it's it's a community now you know and social media you know has pushed it probably as far i'm not gonna say as far as it can go but as far as it can be you know yeah can go and even more, you know. Man, I, I can't wait to see some cops in that, like some actual footage cops. That'd be so cool. Yeah, yeah, I think they're right. Oh, really? I'm not sure if that's wrong, but mm. yeah, that was cool. It was cool to see something created out of nothing, out of something. Yeah, yeah, out of nothing to something. And it's something different. Something big. It's something yeah. different. Like you, you don't hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it's not rapping or basketball or mm. some kind of uh, cricket. It's something they made up. Mm. <laughs> no, that was that was a good that was a good episode. Yeah. See, already we've been learning uh, quite a few things. Yep. We're up, which is up to Rob's one three three, and that we've learned a lot up until then. Eh? Up to yeah. up to then. Next episode thirty four, we got we had Pat Morrow coming. Yeah, tattooers, tattooers. Man, his work is awesome. Ah, clean cup, bro. Like mm. it was done from a diamond cutter. And I got to say, man, like. Before, before Pat's episode, I didn't think anything about tattoos. Eh? Like I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't never into them. Yep. But man, after his episode, he was talking about his journey and you know his artwork and you know his life as tattoos going around the world. <coughs> you know, mentioning all these, all these famous specific tattoos yeah. around the world that he's met. Yeah, yeah. You know, and gone on conventions with and and Steve Machine shop in New Land and you know just all that like. Just made me like appreciate it a lot, lot more. Yeah, and I, I think I remember you saying that too. Like, yeah, yeah. and I can say that because I'm I'm starting to follow all, the, all those guys he's mentioned on the on the podcast. All those guys he's mentioned on the podcast, I'm starting to follow them on Instagram. Yeah, I'm following them as well. It's just yeah. their, their their artwork is um man, it's awesome. Yeah, and it's not just like a leg or an arm; it can be the whole body as well. Yeah, so yeah. there's some man, there's some meanest graphics out there, and also you can like sort of tell the different styles now. Even though that that specific art, um, you know, the towels and that, yeah, on their arms, sleeves and that, or wherever, you can sort of tell each one's different touch, take oh, on it, okay. like their style, yeah. You know? I don't think I've, I don't think I have that thing yet, but yeah, yeah, yeah I'm starting to pick it up. I'm starting to pick that because you know I follow like um all of them mm. that he's mentioned. Yeah, I sort of like can tell like. You know, I, I look at the style and I think, oh, I think that's without looking at the name. <laughs> I, I think that's so and so, and then I look up. Oh yeah, I was right. Oh, and, I, and I can, I can, now I can see because they put got their different touches on it. Oh okay. You know, and I, I don't know. It's it's like looking at um comic art. Like I know who drew drew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's a Jim Lee. I know it's a Mark Sylvester. I know it's a Todd McFarlane. You know, like it's like that. Oh, so they kind of transfer to the tattoo type of yeah, yeah. Like imagery type yeah. thing. Oh yeah, so I think sense. that's my takeaway from that, and and uh, the other one that in- that was pretty cool was how Pat transitioned into painting. 
Well, from painting artwork to tattooing. No, tattooing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You didn't get that? Yeah, and that podcast was interesting because it also showed that you can come as a guest, as a a co-host. Yeah. And leave halfway through or 15 minutes in, like, like the Uso Roger. That was so cool, man. Like, like I love the hell you, like, you had to go, so you had to leave and hit him pick up the keys and go. I even, I even, I saw him, um, I think that the next day, the next yeah. day after that podcast, I was going, that was a nice touch. He goes, what, what are you talking about? How you left it in the podcast? It kept it natural. Yeah. And he was like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's how it goes. My, my, um, my take from Pat's, um, episode was like, um, he, I liked how he talked about understanding the tattoos that he, like, understanding it and, why he is, why it's like this, why it's designed this way, mm. before he even tattoos someone or making them understand it. Mm. That's that was my take from that uh, episode, because he don't want to tattoo anything and then feel feel buckle and then oh yeah it's just yeah it's just that yeah you can have a tattoo on your on your knee, <laughs> then for any reason. And then thirty five we had the return of Yash, ah. so that's cool. You know we had the our, we had the second we had another guest that's been on twice. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, eh? Like you gotta catch up with your guests. I, re- I reckon. Mm. I find um, I find you. Sh- I really like talking. I enjoy talking to that guy because he's really passionate about what he does, mm. and he has a vast knowledge of what he does as well. And I like it. I like picking and choosing what I. That's kind of your field of fitness. Right? Yeah, I mean, not so much fitness, but the strength thing. Yeah. And I was really like in that episode. The big thing for me was that um, conjugate method that he mm. was talking about. I was really like, surprised, like. Okay, he's really into that, and he wants to learn from. Um, I think it's Willie Simmons, the the founder of the Conjugate yeah. Method. So I was like, wow, because I've been looking into that as well. Do, do you reckon that was cool? How he said he wants to get into more strength work side of things now. Yeah, he said um, that strength conditioning. He eh? said that. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is different from CrossFit. Eh? Yeah, like I think he's trying to prevent injuries. Kind oh, of okay. Thing. So you know, where a, a place where you're able to do these exercises over a long mm. period of time without getting injured. Mm. But that's the reason why he, I think he likes the conjugate method well, mm. for what he was explaining in the episode anyway. Well, see, I didn't even look up conjugate method because I'm not into all that shit. Yeah, yeah. But, no, <laughs> of course. But, it's but, only um, for people that really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it was all good though. Like, yeah, that was a cool podcast having Yashin to catch up. Because you know how he started his podcast. It yeah, good yeah. To, good to get some, like, um, you know, bounce, around, bounce ideas back and forth, you know? Yep. You know, we're all trying to help each other and stuff. That's so pretty cool. Yeah, well, I didn't even know he started this podcast. So after that podcast, mm. um, I started getting into his uh, episodes. Yeah. That. yeah. So the latest one I've listened to was with him and Luppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I listened to that one. That was good, eh? Wow, that was interesting, there. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, really? Mm. <laughs> no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> nah, no spoilers. <laughs> and that was interesting. That was yeah. interesting, especially when we were in the same school. No, that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you've always known that guy, but yeah. now you it feels like, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what happened. Type of thing. Yeah, it was interesting. I was yeah, it was interesting that the high school days. Yeah, because you know you mentioned um, Mr. Nightingale, Mr. Dixon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there, you know, those guys and stuff being from the same school. But it was interesting, you know, to bring back memories of school days. Eh? Yeah, I, was I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't really into music back at school, so no. I wasn't, I, I was never, I never hit them as teachers when you know. But um, no, it's just good to get the. Bring back the, those memories, those WETEC memories. Yeah. Because I, I always remember Lappy as the, the loudest one, you know. Mm. When he sings, he's like, he can bring the house up. Yeah. I've always known him for that. So I was like, man, it's good to really, really know him. 
and what he's been through in his experiences overseas. Well, well you mentioned that Greece play at, at Wetzel. Oh, yeah. And I, 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 remember, I remember watching it. That. that was cool. I think we'll get that guy in again. Yep. Down the track sometime. Josh, if you were listening. Yeah, I've kind of conjug- uh, I've kind of kind of put a program based on a conjugate method for myself. Mm. So I want to try to put it into work and then I want to pick out his brain about it and see where I can improve it mm. in ways. But yeah, we'll see where we go from there. I can only do so much. For the six, we have Steve Tupper coming in. Oh, man. Talk about what he's up to, the man, you know? What'd you learn from that one? Like, I, I, I knew you... I know you guys were talking about Steve, how he manages the boxes in that, mm. and that, but it's um like how he grew, how he got into the fitness side of things, like as Steve, when you was talking about Steve Oliver and his gym, yeah, something like straight out of kickboxer. I think I I remember I said something like that, how they used to try and jump the fence to get there for free, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Steve finally caught them and said, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> that type of thing, and that how that transitioned to something else, mm. and now look, you know where he is now. These these are the kind of stories I like, and this is the kind of direction where I like mm. the podcast is going. Like from Danny's one to that one, it's like man, it's kind of different, but in the same direction. Yeah, that's. I think the thing I get from all the podcasts, listening to all these people we've had, yeah, is like the the path the paths they took to get where they are now. Yeah, it's all different. It's it's. It's all different, but it comes from the same place. I feel yeah. it comes from the same place. I at mean, the end, I mean, we're of. we're all we're all at school, whatever schools we're at. Yep, we're all from one to one stage. We're all from two. We're probably at the same level. Everyone, right? Probably fucking same form. We're all at the same level. Or okay, don't say same form. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'll say full form. Full form was the last year <laughs> where we start. Well, maybe fifth form. Fifth form school C year. Well, then we were all roughly on the same level. Yeah. Like, Until we get our school C or no school C, and then we split up in different yeah yeah different I think, categories. Yeah. I think it's actually before we took the exam, we we're on the same level. <laughs> but you know, like it's interesting to me, all of us come from that same place, you know. Yeah, and it's interesting to see the different paths each of the guests have took, have taken to get to where they are now. And it can be a path that we we never thought of, or could. Think of doing, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like, I think what I take from everyone is that everyone has a passion. Yep. And you just got to go for it. Eh? Yeah. You just got to go for that one, that one passion. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't matter what it is. It can be something at the time stupid, like a gamer. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Back in 1990, you want to be a gamer? Oh, fuck off. You crazy? Go play your Alex the Kid. And- Master System too. What's that gonna What's that gonna do? You know, without thinking, twenty years later, you're gonna make millions at the Fortnite competition in the states or something. You know, but um, I think just sticking to what you love in the beginning, no matter how stupid you might think it is, or how stupid your parents might think it is, and just stick with it and go. Yeah, it's like because you never know opportunities will come. You never know what will happen as long as you stick with the main thing that makes you happy to do yeah and that's the same that's that's what we've been getting through this whole podcast everybody's like resilient they just kept on going and going and going mm. they never let anything stop them that's what I like that's what I like hearing mm. those kind of stories and we'll but, get I think we'll get more stories we'll get more stories like yeah, that this yeah, year yeah we will 
my, our aim is to like um, I think get more of these stories in there yeah but with Steve like you know we, like because most of you guys know him pretty well and I, I heard some of the backstories like you know back in High Rush and that mm. how he was and to how he is now is like two different people mm. I'm like man that's so cool yeah. <laughs> it's really really good even him was sponsoring the, the um, Junior Far and who's the other boxer? No, he's managing them. Oh, managing, um, sorry. Himi. 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 Yeah, hearing about, you know, those guys' um, careers and that. Mm. His, um, yeah, his insight in that, into that. But I think another takeaway for me is, like, these people have just stepped up, you know? Yeah. And and done something that other people can enjoy. You know, created something. Yeah. That other people can enjoy. Like, Steve's gone and managed, managed Himi. And who knows if Himi was going to do all this stuff. Yeah, if it wasn't for Steve. Because I, I, I remember in that podcast that you were saying it was really hard for him to get in with the family, eh? Because mm. the mom, the mom was like, you know, they want those dodgy type managers. And the amount of fights that Hemi has had last year, yeah. Well, he's had like, he's had more fights than anyone else, say. <laughs> eh? Yeah, yeah. More than Joseph Parker, anyway. But um, what if Steve never got caught at um when he was young, jumping the fence? <laughs> you know, what if he never got caught? Then he would have even met Hemi. Yeah. You know? Maybe, you know, there's certain things that, but yeah. then, you know, when he did, I mean, he's the guy that's out there doing the, doing, doing the job, right? He's managing him. He decided to be a manager. He's managing him. Like, he's doing something. But and what him is doing, he's, he's participating in boxing, a sporting event that other people come in and enjoy. Yeah. And they wouldn't be there if it probably wasn't for Steve. Yeah. He's, cre- he's created something for people to enjoy. That, that's the point of it. I think for me, like, when I think of this podcast, I think that's exactly, how it is too. It's, yeah. it's something that's created for people to enjoy. If it wasn't for us, we wouldn't be here one free fire. <laughs> yeah, true that. We just had um, Lincoln on Tuesday. We wouldn't even be here. Yeah. Talking about being on the podcast, maybe he maybe be on another podcast, but who knows? Yeah. You know? Maybe maybe if we if we didn't have Daddy on that eighth episode, it would have this podcast would have taken a different direction. Or eventually get there but at a later time. Who knows? Yeah. Just all those, everything that's stacking up right now is just, man, it's, it's awesome. Mm. That's a good thing. And hopefully we can just continue on, continue on this year. No, I think we will be continuing on. Yeah, no, of course. Of course we will. Then we've got Cookie House ah. coming in. Where's and Jen? Yeah. Oh, that was awesome story too. Yeah, I wasn't there for that one, but I did, I, ha- I have purchased some cookies from there. <laughs> I, I purchased, I think, one of each. That was that was sort of like your feel good Ranui story, eh? Like yeah, it was like, like you know they've got their the shop in Ranui and that's like critically acclaimed in all the magazines <laughs> up there in New Zealand. It was good to have them a successful business come in and talk about their journey, especially one when because Jen's born um raised in Ranui. Yeah, yeah. And she went yeah. to Ranui Primary and before m- m- moving away, but um yeah, and for her to come back and say she wants to shop in Ranui where she grew up, I mean that's awesome, man. And and the work and the stuff they they bake and that the cookies they have, oh my gosh, man, gourmet shit, man. Yeah, it's top notch. Yeah, because I um I I didn't know about Cookie House until as I was talking about it, mm. and you, when you when you said pork shredder at dairy, because yeah, it's right there. So I um, I think it was uh, a couple of days later because I had Capri, because he lives not far from there. So mm. I said, oh, there's a cookie shop next to your um not far from home. She goes, okay, we'll have a look. And then when I had a look, I was taken away because of the, you know, it is gourmet. 
the cakes and stuff is absolutely gourmet. Yeah. And most some of it's sugar free. I was like, wow, babe, we can eat here all the time. <laughs> she goes, okay. <laughs> so we put one of everything. <laughs> no, I enjoyed the day. They got some nice cookies there, mate. Yeah, that was quite. Cool. I felt that they um, really enjoyed being on it too. They love being on the podcast. Yeah, I could hear yeah. it. I could hear it in the. Episode 38, we had uh, Fatima, Louis, come on. Yeah, Tima Talks. So, you listen to much of her podcast? Um,. I choose what I, I I haven't really listened to anything lately. I I did I did listen to the one about the stuff that was happening up in um uh, about Bali and that, with um, the tourism funding the, the shit that's going on over there. West Papua. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember listening to that um episode. It was pretty sad. It was really, uh, it's like right over the right, right over the fence, and we don't even know what's going on. Mm. Kind of thing. So yeah. You just got a few interesting guests on their on their podcast, but that no, was a uh, it was interesting. It was interesting and pretty cool to get to know Tima on our podcast because I felt like uh, we got to know her more. I think hey, if any Tima talks listeners out there want to know Tima, listen to our podcast with her <laughs> because I think you get I think you get more out of her from our podcast than you you, you ever do on hers. I think yeah, because you reckon yeah, I think because she caters to her hosts a lot more. Yeah, yeah, that's probably one of the reasons why why she you, you hardly you know know her that much. I think it's a bit like us, with us on our podcast. Yeah, it's only a few podcasts we talk about each other. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, now you're right. You're right. You do get to know her a bit more on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And what yeah. she's like, what she's wanting to do in that, and yeah. her aspirations and that that kind of stuff is cool. I, all the best for that. Um, for the stuff she's trying to do in Fiji with the smoothie company. Yeah, I've seen her on social media. She's over there. Yeah, she's enjoying herself, there, no having a good holiday in Fiji. So yeah. it's good to see. Okay, episode 39, we had Jordan River. Man. Now, I wasn't even here for this. I had to, I was like, um, I had an important engagement to get to. Yep. So I left it in your guys' capable hands, yourself, as I was in Dan. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was good. But that was a really interesting, thought provoking podcast that was what do you reckon Jordan um, River was for me it was unexpected it was I didn't expect it he was really really he thinks he really thinks about what he says Mm. and he tries to clarify everything that he talks about he wants to make sure that we understand what he's saying and make sure that everybody he makes sure he puts his point out to a T that it's not it's not trying to say something that it's not. That's the one thing I got from Jordan, and he's a funny dude. Mm. I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's funny and clever and very thoughtful as well." Yeah. So I was like, "Wow, you know, it's man, he's a, he's an awesome dude." Mm. I I really want to talk to him again too. Like, I, I mean, I want to hear more what he's yeah. up to. I did I did see a glimpse of a podcast that he was he was on. Um, I can't remember the podcast, but. Again, in that podcast, I want the minute the advertisement that I got. It's kind of the same way that he was talking on our podcast. Mm. So yeah, he's a very insightful dude, all right. Yeah, it was, it was pretty hard to leave early because yeah. we only got an hour, ten minutes out of him. But um, no, but I think what you guys got out of him for that hour was pretty good. It was really good. Yeah. It was good, especially his um, interaction with Dan. Like talking about <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, man. It was, it was actually a crack up, crack up podcast. Hey, I laughed. 
I laughed a lot on that podcast. I was, I was like, uh, are you guys gonna kiss or? <laughs> nah, but you know, like it was, um, it was funny. Yeah, like you could laugh and be serious. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's 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 why that's the shocking part. Like it's unexpected. Like mm. most most people that are that serious are not usually that funny. Mm. But this guy's really got a relax, you know, a, re- a relaxed energy around him. Mm. And I like the inside he talked about his parents and stuff. How his parents talked about their emotions in it. Mm. You don't see, you don't see, like, my, I don't see my parents talking about their emotions. Or other, my, uh, you know, my aunties in that, they're, they're not like that. So it's like, man, really? Man, I think I like all our episodes, bro. They're all good, eh? When you get, when you get into it and you start talking about it, then you realize, shit. Yeah. And you know what? I think that we've, we're not even near, I don't think we're near where we want to be. Nah. In terms of how we, how, no. how we host. Yeah, hey, how no, how I no. mean, I, I think for myself, I'm not even there where I want to be. No, like, I, I've got a lot to learn. Not with learning from the guests, I'm learning how to communicate, how yeah. to talk. Yeah, I've got, I'm not where I am. I'm not where I, I want to be yet. Yeah, Is that how same. you feel as well? Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. I, I feel I feel the same. I It's cool that I like I have you as a role model for this podcast and Isaiah as well. Because mm. Isaiah is so natural at this. It just comes like, like water to him. Mm. He's like Bruce Lee for this shit. So it's fun. <laughs> I like I like listening to Isaiah with the way he talks because I think I, I want to be like that, but I don't want to be like that kind of thing in have, my own way. Have your own like yeah, my take. own my own style. Yeah, because he's got his own style going, and it's fucking flawless. <laughs> Episode forty, we have my money. Oh man, the powerhouse. That was that man. That was one. Um, you know what? I'm only be critical with my hosting in that one. Because there are some questions I wanted to ask Manny after, I thought of after, straight away after he left. Oh. Yeah. Like, especially his coaching. Yep. I should have asked more questions on his coaching style. Because we never even touched it. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't, like, I can understand if, you know, you can't give away too much secrets and that, yeah. but just, I want to just talk more about it, you know, like his influences and, and give us a little insight and, you know, how, how you coach. I mean, it's obvious, but how just the little things that we don't see, yeah. don't understand. You know, I should have went into it like that. So if you're listening, money, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> remember, I told you, you know, you're coming back after the season's finished. Uh, you know, after college rifle season's finished, you're coming back to give us a review. Yeah. Of, of of your season and all that. So looking forward to that one, Barnes. So yeah, yeah, man. Like yeah, that yeah, I want to be critical with myself with that podcast episode. But uh, all in all, it was a good, it was a good um episode. Yeah, um, he's the manny. Yeah, he is. He is. He's cool too. Cause like he's like from my experience with Ma- uh, many at um, Maximus, like he's um, he's not he's not harsh on you. Like he were, he's not that type like a sergeant. Mm. He's not gonna draw you like if you if you if you fuck up. He's gonna tell you that if you don't do this, this is this is where you're gonna be. Mm. But if you do this, this is the other other side. You say he's a bit like that. And it's cool like that. I like him like that because if he was like a uh, drill sergeant, bro, that guy's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him. I've seen that guy left, man. He is scary. Yeah. <laughs> when he's in the zone, like when everybody gets into the zone while they left, he's probably the scariest one at the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that was good. That was good. Especially, but, especially my questions about the blues because you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. waiting for waiting for a championship to come home, man. But you know, just have to. Uh, Hanging there as a true fan. I think the second part to that podcast with with Mans was 
is the second part when you talked about uh, mental health. Yeah. And how he was going to do the course. He's really into it. Yeah, eh? yeah, He's yeah. really into that subject. Eh? He's really wants to help. Eh? And it's yeah. good to see see uh, also like that want to do something for mental health. I think if you have a better understanding, especially when you're in the fitness world, it kind of helps you. There's another toolbox you can have. Having, I think, uh, yeah, I remember now. I was saying like the mental wellness part, like if he has psychology in his toolbox for as a coach, it might help him better understand his um his um the people that he is coaching. Might have a better understanding. Maybe he would have done something different. Like if he didn't know what he knows, if he learns psychology, perhaps, or just to help people in general. I think that's where I'm leading. I can't help. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, I kind of lost my train of thought. I had a train going on, but now it's kind of train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had New Year's, and then lastly we've had um, Tuesday. It's gone past uh, Lincoln Moore. So you had to leave early, but yeah, you listened to the whole podcast afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was listening to him how he was going on about. Uh, so he actually talked to people about the the legends that he like the um he was talking about the. How the Pacific people travel the seas, mm. and um, testing the water for warmth and that. Yeah, and then I was like, really? <laughs> that kind of yeah, and and talking about all this other stuff as well. Um, shit, what was what was one? It was just all the the um, background to get the story done yeah. for his graphic novel, eh? Yeah, that was really interesting, and that was really cool too because you know, like, and we were the type of guys we're into like the fancy kind of genre. Eh? Yeah, you know, like um, J.R. Tolkien and Star Wars and all that, yeah. and um, for him to do one, for him to build a universe and taking stories from actual ancient Polynesian stories, yeah, and using that, using that into his draft novels, just awesome, man. Yeah, it's it's unheard of. I don't think anyone's doing it right now. Nah, I mean, there's heaps of examples of other other cultures, yep. like Apocalypto and yeah, yeah, and Avatar, all those ones, but to have one with Polynesia involved yep. for a big um, Polynesia being a big um, star of the whole story. That's awesome, me. Yeah, especially when he talks about um, the, the. I think he was talking about one of his uh, characters um, using evil mana. Mm. I thought that was pretty cool too. Mm. And I thought um, just to compare him to Mikhail's one because they're both similar. They're into art, yeah. comic book art and stuff. Like he's another guy that just kept on early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a pause. Like, I remember he was talking about it, he had a, like a year, a year off. Mm. And then he, so he just slowly get back into the game. And the other cool thing I, I, I liked was when, you know, you, you got to get back to your real life duties. Mm. Like, you know, be your dad, be a dad and stuff, mm. do the housework. But he still made time to go back and draw. You know, keep it, keep it with the pen and paper. Yeah. I was like, fuck, that's cool. The other thing too, I noticed with that, um, like his artwork. Because um, he was talking about how he loves uh, game art. Yeah. So stuff. Oh, yeah. That was new to me. I yeah. don't I didn't think that was a thing. Yeah, no. I've seen I've seen a lot of uh, game art, like um, World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, Star, Starcraft is another one. But I think his genre is more like God of War type of stuff. Um, no. But yeah, similar like that. Because it's really colorful, mm. his drawings. And it's a, it looks like an actual game. I thought it was a game at first. Like, oh, is this a game or... Oh, no, it's actually comic art. You know, that just reminds me. Like, when, when I was a kid, I don't like to draw. But now I was into Masters of the Universe. Mm. And it wasn't the artwork that was on the cartoon, He-Man. It yep. was 
the artwork that was on the 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 toys on the on the packaging. Oh, okay. Like that artwork was mean. It was like a painting. Like you know, like you got the smoke. You got the you got He Man sitting on Battle Cat and the smoke, and you got Castle Grayskull in the background, and you know, it was like dark and dingy, and looks like uh, fucking like Lord of the Rings, hey. <coughs> But real cool artwork, eh? Like, uh, that really captivated me when I was young. Yep. And that, I think that's made me want to draw. Like, I wanted to draw He-Man and, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the same for me. But I remember you gave me um, you gave me a comic book. Uh, I think it was Pit. Mm. Pit, one of the Pit series. When, uh, his origin story. You gave me that. That's what really got me into drawing. Because I like the character and I like the colors yeah. and the dark. You know, there was a lot of it was really a dark comic book. Mm. Like some, you hardly there's some parts where you hardly see the character, but you see the shadowy figure mm. and it's just like his eyes. Mm. I thought that was cool too. And then I brushed from that that comic book to Spawn because mm. I'm into that kind of stuff. I like that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think that's where it started for me from that period on. I mean, I've stopped and on and like on and off, on and off, but not like how. Michael and Lincoln, bro, those guys are on another level. Mikhail. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mikhail, sorry. Yeah, I was, yeah, man, I loved to draw when I was young. I loved, loved the day. I always drew. Yeah. Especially because I was into that kind of stuff. I don't know. I was a kid, then I got into comics and started drawing that. And, like, I, I got what, what Lincoln meant when he says take stuff out of different pictures and draw. Yeah, yeah. Like a hand from there, arm from there, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Because for me, for me, how it started, like, I, I would just copy, not trace, but yep. have my paper, have the drawing on the side, and I'll just copy, especially the, f- the face, mm. like, and then the draw line and all that stuff, like, it, it just happened natural for me to draw a draw line and a face, a man's face, and um, Jim Lee was my biggest um, influence, eh? Yeah. Because Jim Lee was awesome, he's an awesome artist. Yeah, I like his colors. They're yeah. really dense. Really, they stand out. Mm. Better than the old styles. Mm. So yeah, I really based my drawing on Jim Lee stuff because I really liked his, um, you know, his, how he did the facials in it. Yep. And um, but I should have been looking at real life faces rather than comic faces because you're supposed to develop your own style, right? Yeah. So when when um, Lincoln talked about anatomy, yes, yes, just knowing anatomy and yep. how body um, proportion size and yeah, that. body proportion. Yeah, you, you probably could get that better if you look at a magazine. Look at even if you look at like a fashion magazine. Yeah. Get to draw the clothes and. Yeah, because I used to have um like when I I remember when I tried to um when I was like drawing hard out, I used to have problems with um drawing the hand, especially mm-hmm. the closed fist. Oh yeah. But um, that comic book with Pitt that you gave me, there's a picture of Pitt holding his fist. Yeah. And I used that same hand. Oh, copied yeah. it, <laughs> and I used that same hand for all the characters. Yeah. That, well, all the muck around characters I draw. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, shit. But see, that's the thing, man. Like, us, us unders, man, we, we love to draw. Yeah. Especially in, high, in primary school and intermediate. Yeah, it's just art. It just comes natural to us. Oh, we, we love drawing, eh? But it just takes your outliers, like Macau and Lincoln, to just put, push through that barrier and just continue yeah. drawing and, and taking it somewhere. Yeah, well, like, now we know. You know? Now we know where it can go. <laughs> now we know where it yeah, can yeah. Do. so now more people might be inspired there are probably yeah. artists out there already yeah. that are like me and now they'll be like oh shit really mm. you could do this you could do that but do you think technology has taken over that like now the barrier for the barrier for us back then was that oh we give up drawing mm. but the barrier for kids now is that technology 
easier to play a game. Oh, then to it's actually easier on. to be on social media. It's yeah. easier to, you know, interact on social media and that be an influencer or something like that. Hey. Yeah, no, you're right. They would rather do that than do. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if that's the case now. Yeah, no, I think it's all with convenience. Mm. You know what they what they want to do instead yeah. of what they should be doing. Yeah, I think it, that's probably something with the parents and stuff, or who who's around them, mm. who influences them, what they want to do. If their mates all want to play Fortnite, guaranteed they they got to play Fortnite. Yeah, that type of thing. I mean, that's real interesting. Though. No, that's real good. Um, podcast we had with Lincoln. Mm. That was very good. I mean, I can't wait for his book to come out. Yeah, yeah. And have him on again if he's in the neighborhood again. After his book comes out and see where he's at. Or even before the book comes out. I thought he, I thought he was saying there was no, wasn't going to be any spoiler alerts, but on their po- podcast there was like a whole bunch of them. Was that? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I, I didn't hear. I thought, I thought talking about the actual storylines and where you got the characters from were, was a spoiler. Oh no, no. You talk about they're trying to escape from somewhere. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The character's trying to escape. Yeah, he's, it's really vivid in his mind, eh, where he wants mm. to take it. And that's good, man. Yeah, it's good. Man, yeah, so this, that was just for what? From June to now? July, yeah. Yeah, July. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, man, so 2020, 2020, looking ahead, a lot more stuff, I think. Yep. I think just push push our podcast episode by episode as they come. Yep. Get the right people in for the right conversation. That's right. Um probably probably try to do at least one a week. But we probably won't. We'll probably do more than that. But yeah. Just just get it up there. Mm. No, I think the best yeah, I think the best thing now is yeah, put our foot on the accelerator and just keep on going. Because <laughs> once you stop, you might get relaxed, and then uh, two months go by and no podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope, yeah, I hope uh, everyone out there is enjoying it and stuff. Like, leave us a message if you want. Yeah, hold up. Um, give us some insight into our podcast and how we're how we're doing. <laughs> yeah, go go drop a slider in our DMs and like suggest. Who you wanna? Who you don't want to hear on this podcast anymore? <laughs> yeah, like if I'm doing. Are you any... sick of someone? Uh, say, uh, get get them out of there. <laughs> nah, nah. It's been a good. It's been a good. Um, almost six months, huh? Yeah, nearly six months. So, hey, I'm enjoying it as much as I did when we first started. So I don't think it's not gonna. It's not gonna stop. Yeah, no, because I've I think I've learned a, a lot more about myself with this podcast than I ever have mm. in my entire. Well. Most of my life. <laughs> yeah. well, good, I've learned man. I've learned a few things like but this podcast is making it faster. Like I'm learning a lot more stuff at, at, a, at a faster rate. Yeah, mate. That's what it's all about. So I've kind of found, um, yeah, it's something I can really latch to. Another tool in the toolbox, I guess. Hopefully World War Three won't happen and we'll be still alive this year. Mm. What do you think of all that shit going on with America and Iran? Oh, so I you know, see everybody on social media like saying it's gonna be World War Three. Yeah, I, I I hear the I hear the guys at work, they, 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 um, <laughs> like the customers in it. They go, oh, we're, you know, they're all ranting on about World War Three, <laughs> and I reckon America's just going over there for the oil, basically. Oh yeah, it's no. always been about the oil. They've been going for the oil for ages. Yeah, 
But in terms of, you know what, I think, I think it's, this is going to be, you know, World War Three, man. Nah, I don't think so. Like, if, did they say that when um, Iraq invaded Kuwait? Yeah. When it started the go- first Gulf War? Did yeah. they say World War Three? Is that what they were saying? Or yeah. were they just saying America versus Iraq? Nah, yeah, they just said America versus Iraq. Yeah. So what's the difference? <laughs> um, when, when the Twin Towers went down and America went to war with Afghanistan and Iraq, did they say... Was anyone saying World War Three? No. No, they weren't. No. So, what's the difference? So, um, okay, let's look at it. America finds out that some general in Iran plotted to blow up some U.S. embassies, right? Which I reckon is bullshit. So they sent some drones in and annihilated that, that yeah. guy. And then, in retaliation, Iran bombs a couple of Iraq, Iraq bases... Yeah. Which had some U.S. troops, troops there, but they weren't there at the time. Yeah. So no troops were killed. No U.S. troops were killed. So that provoked another attack. So that was provoking something. Yeah. So the whole world was like, "Ooh." Yeah. What? What's America? What's America's next step? Yeah. To so go bomb the back or? So we heard on the news yesterday that um, Trump um, took a step back and said, "No, nah, I'm not going to do anything." And then this shit with the. The, with the plane. The plane getting blown up, eh? Um, Man. But they're saying it's an accident. But are they trying to provoke again? I don't... But see, Canada's involved. Because there's, yeah. Canada, there's Canadians on that plane. 65 or something like that. Yeah. That so they got said, killed on that plane. So they said that Iran accidentally shot on the plane because they thought it was a... Was it a US military plane? Come on. Really? Something fishy, ain't it? Yeah, it is... I have no idea what's going on there. I don't know if it was U.S. soldiers, maybe, on the grounds, which I highly doubt, or Iran trying to attack the airplane and blame U.S. for it. Well, speculation right now. Well, Trudeau is saying that it's an accident. Yeah. And Iran saying that wasn't us. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what's going on there? Yeah. I think we'll know, we'll know a lot more later on in the month, in the weeks or months coming. Hmm. But in terms of World War Three, I don't think so. You know, if there, you know, if there was really a World War Three, um, I reckon it would just be drones. That's it. America will just send a bunch of drones over. I don't think they really send any infantry. Nah. We'll just send oh, the drones oh, just to over. clean up. Yeah, just to clean up, and the infantry will be there to do the little bits and pieces. But the one has has nuclear weapons, but can yeah. they reach USA? They have nuclear weapons. So they should be able to. I think. Are they capable of launching them? I think USA is the only country that can. Their nuclear weapons can reach anywhere in the world. Fuck. But um, I think US. I think I think Russia can. I'm not too sure. What about China? See, I don't even know. Eh? China's like underground. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I, I see. I'm not sure if Iran can um. Their missiles can reach USA. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't know. I ho- hopefully, it just they just cool it off for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, that is, that's just Trump trying to disguise his um, impeachment. I reckon. I'm surprised with you know with those with those attacks of that. I'm surprised that oil prices haven't launched up. I'm surprised all oh, companies. Shit. That's a fucking another thing. Eh? Yeah, I'm surprised that all companies have a go. Hey, this is an opportunity to make some extra billions of dollars. <laughs> fucking um, what's that? What's the new um? It's not Caltex. It's like Z. 
Yeah, yeah. Down in Glendine. Next to the new Burger King. It's like nearly yeah. $1.30. What? Oh. Shh. Or oh, two thirty. Yeah, I think it's, I think Bippy's uh, in that row. The two two twenty two twenty eight, I think. That's why it's crack up the advertising. Mm. They advertised uh, the A fuel discount mm. with a picture price underneath. So I was like, ah oh, man, come on! <laughs> it's not fooling anybody that's got at least a brain that actually works. Yeah, but someone get the impeachment up and running, man. Get that guy out of there. <laughs> It's fucking causing a whole lot of shit before he leaves. Before the elections. Fuck. Fuck. Apparently a lot of people like that guy. They reckon he's doing the right thing. Of course, because he got elected. Yeah. And he's making a lot of people money, apparently. In the stock market. Every time he tweets or talks, the money goes up and down. Mm. Certain places. That's why he's a ticket. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, King Dusty. Yeah, I think Dad and Dusted good practice. Good episode to get under the belt. Yeah, it's cheat to do one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I can tell. I can tell. That's why I brought up those questions about our podcast. Yeah, man. All good. So, uh, I think tomorrow we're gonna got a session tomorrow. Yeah, 10.30? No, 10. Yeah, so um, you guys will see who we got when I put it up. But as for today's one, just good catch up, me and Eric. Hope you guys enjoyed. Yep. See you uh, when we see you. Hear from us when you hear from us. Exactly, and don't forget, if you got any anything you want to say about the 135, just put it down in the DMs. So where, 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 where can they find us, Eric? Where, where can they find us? Man, everywhere. <laughs> um, uh, Google... Google Podcast, Spotify, and oh, main Anchor, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast. There's so many, I can't remember them all. How about social media? Oh yeah, uh, Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> and how do they find us? On the back of the one three five. At back on the one three five. Dot com. No, just back at the one three. Oh shit. Back of the one three five. At back of the one three five. Okay, guys. Yeah, back at the one three five. Back, back of. Back off the one. <laughs> Bro, what, you got like four cans. Three, three. You're, you're on your fourth can now. Yeah, I know. I think we might have to do a separate <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> okay, brothers and sisters, we're out of here. Okay. Last four. Yeah, four.